turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Thomas Fortino and Brian Uselding are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. Alpha Wealth Group, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and AM560 The Answer Radio are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with the professionals specializing in the field of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their individual situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Now stay tuned for the Alpha Wealth Hour, heard every Saturday at 9 a.m., right here on AM560, The Answer. It's time for the Alpha Wealth Hour, presented by the Alpha Wealth Group, the show that brings together the trilogy of estate, tax, and retirement planning. The show that teaches you how to make all the right moves with regard to money making, tax savings, and estate protection. Are you ready to thrive through the financial chaos? Here are your hosts, Tom Fortino and Brian Uselding. Good morning, everyone. As always, a great show. You know, we try to cover everything from estate, tax, investment, retirement planning. We are retirement specialists. We're an investment advisory firm. But we want to cover every aspect uh, as much as possible because really it's anything. Look, football season starting, right? And, um, you know, if you have one area that you overlook and really gets back to fundamentals. Remember Lombardi said it's all about blocking and tackling and there's fundamentals that you have to have in your retirement plan. Today we're going to talk about your retirement plans, IRAs, 401ks, 403bs. And really what's important here is we have to understand there's so many elements and moving parts when it comes to these things that if we overlook for example, on the back end, when we take money out of these, if we have to turn around and give 30% to the government, if Hillary's, uh, uh becomes our president, it'll probably be 80%. But, you know, right now, you just look at it. On the back end, you pull money out, and you have to give, give a third of it possibly to the government. Uh, the other thing is, what about co- the contribution? So when you look at your retirement accounts, and it, it, there's really what we call a contribution phase. We're putting money in an accumulation phase where we're letting the money grow, and then we have this distribution phase. So on the contribution phase, here's another example. How much are we putting into our retirement accounts? I can't tell you how many times I sit down, not meant to be critical, I know we're busy with our lives, and these IRS rules are very complicated, but when I sit down with individuals, very often I'll say, what are you putting into your retirement plan? Well, I'm not really sure. I think I put 10% of my income uh, um, a, a month. I don't know, not exactly. Well, what's your match? I'm really not sure. Um, okay, so these again are things where we're not maximizing this. And really, right now, we've heard I've heard a number of different numbers. They say there's 25 trillion in these retirement accounts today. So think about that. Uh, a lot of money that in many cases, when we take a look at your pension, 
which most of us don't have. I've used this number before. The Employee Benefit Research Institute said in 1983, there were 175,000 pension plans. In 2006, I think it was under 25,000, and it's just gone down from there. So we're on top of these understanding the rules of how much can we contribute, which I'm going to talk about in a second. What do we do while it's accumulating? And then how do we take distributions efficiently? All of those things come into play. And we're relying on this more and more, you know, to compound that problem, we're relying on these these plans more and more to um, to fund our retirement and our lifestyle. And and uh, and so we have to be very careful of how we uh, how we use these. So I want to talk to you about it. And then, of course, I'm going to offer these reports. I'm going to offer our 10 our IRA planning report. It's our 401k IRA planning report. Any any retirement plan. It talks about the 10 IRA mistakes or 10 costly retirement plan mistakes to avoid. I will include the tax table because I'm going to talk about that in a second. I will also include our retirement reports and our beneficiary um our beneficiary bulletproof in your beneficiaries report. Why is this important? Because again, here's another unique aspect. Sometimes I say this is problematic when we look at these retirement plans. They're beneficiary driven assets. I'm going to get into that. I mean, when you think about it, uh, it, your beneficiary, if you have a will or trust, unless you name them specifically as the beneficiary, your estate planning documents have nothing to do with your IRA or 401k. So think about it. It's going to go directly to the beneficiary. And how you set up beneficiaries really can be problematic again, because what if you disinherit somebody? I've, I've given the story before about, a, this is very common, second marriages, okay? And there's an individual who had accumulated quite a bit of his wealth in his retirement plan, this executive at a telecommunications firm. And um, he had a retirement plan, a 401k. Now, he was remarried, and he, but he had three children. He expected it to go to his three children. He put his three children down as beneficiaries. And... Um, the problem is 401ks have a little different rule than your your own IRA, but 401ks, retirement plans, uh, the IRS requires that you have a spousal waiver signed on those. In other words, if you do not name your spouse as the beneficiary on your retirement plan at work, not your IRAs outside of your employer, but if you do not name your spouse, they have to sign a waiver and waive their right to that money. Well, he never did, he never did that. So when he passed away, the entire retirement account went to his second wife. We had been married to for two months. This is reality. It's a true story. Okay. And there's other ones we could bring up here. But do you see why these things are so critical in how we set up these plans, how much we contribute? What is the tax strategy behind these plans? And again, there's a lot of moving parts. And that's why I want to arm you with these reports so you can answer the questions I'm going to ask and pose to you as we go through. I hope also that you maybe take some notes because when I talk to you about what do you contribute to your 401k, well, now. You can take a look. You can call your employer. You can look at your pay stub and say, what am I contributing? Do you know? And, and, and here's the other thing. We're coming up on the end of the year. Well, let me do this. Let me offer these reports. Um, and I want to get back to this. Uh, I'm going to offer you the 10 costly IRA 401k mistakes to avoid. Really, all, it handles all retirement plans. I'll include our retirement report, which is a more comprehensive report. I'll include the tax tables and the beneficiary report. All of this is included in this IRA 401k planning packet. We'll get this out to you if you give us a call in the next few minutes. 800-748-3185. 800-748-3185. Let me get back to this contribution thing for a second. By the way, 
I'm going to get a little technical here. These are called defined contribution plans. That's because the contribution is defined. How about that? Um, in other words, IRAs, the contribution, annual contribution you can make to an IRA, whether it's traditional or Roth, is 5500 if you're under 50, 6500 if you're over 50. So you can put up to $6,500, you and, and your spouse or any individual, in if you're over 50, into an IRA. 401ks, again, a different type of retirement plan. Uh, you can put 18000 if you are under age 50 and 24000 if you're over age 50. These are what are called these catch-up provisions. So the government now says if you're over 50, they'll allow you to put more money in. Now, here's... Here's again why this is so important, because we should, if we understand what our maximum contribution is, are we taking advantage of that? Now, if you do um, ask the question and you find out, hey, I could be putting more into my 401k, and you should, again, I don't know your situation, we're making general comments, you have until the end of the year, and now we're getting closer, it's amazing, we're going into fall here pretty soon. But you have until December 31st to make your maximum 401k contribution. So if you're at 10,000 and you want to get up to, to 18,000, you can, you should be able to contact your provider and say, Hey, I want to increase my, my contributions. I have, you have the next three months to do this. That means that money, that contribution, it's pre-tax. It will not show up on your W-2. It will not show up on your income tax return and it will not be part of your taxable income going into next year. So these are things that we need to be aware of when it comes to what our options are and how do we take advantage of these contributions. So let me give you some ideas, too, to ask as we go into this. Um, by the way, I mentioned IRAs, 401ks. What about for those of you that are self-employed? You know, there are called SEPs. They're self-employed uh, pension plans. Uh, SEPs, SEP IRAs. These allow you to put 25% of compensation or up to $53,000, whichever is less. So... You can make pretty significant contributions if you're self-employed, you don't have employees, because um, there are what are called ERISA rules. We won't get into that. But these are important things you need to know. As I said, number one, what is my contribution? What am I able to contribute? Um, do you know that a non-working spouse can contribute? So if you have, because um, I've had this happen before, someone will say, well, you know, my spouse isn't working, or they're retired and, they're, and their spouse is working, and say, I'm retired, um, what you can contribute to a 401 or you can contribute to an IRA. If there is earned income on either side, you can contribute depending on the earned income, but if it's enough earned income, you can both make contributions. And I see this all very often. So one example there is, you know, you may have a spouse that's not working and you're, they're not contributing. Well, think about that. Either you're giving up the opportunity to either a give a tax deductible, you know, take 6,500 right off your taxable uh, money or two, put 6500 into a Roth, which will grow tax-free the rest of your life, you're giving up that opportunity to take advantage of two possible options here. Uh, again, depending on what's right for you. But at a minimum, these are things that you want to take a look at. It's all in these reports. These are ideas that I uh, we're talking about. That's why we offer these reports, because I can't get into everything today. And so I'm offering um, the planning report, retirement plan, planning report, IRAs, 401ks. It gets into the 10 costly mistakes you should be aware of. Uh, also, I will include the tax table. I will include the beneficiary reports, which we need to get into in a minute here. And I will include our overall retirement report, which ties everything together. You'll get all of this. It's some great information, and we really arm yourself. And I'm confident in saying there will be some changes that you will make, or it will impact some things that you do 
and it certainly make you informed. And as I've always said, uh, I don't know of any situation that has made having more information has made that situation worse. So get this information, 800-748-3185, 800-748-3185 to get your IRA, 401k, retirement plan packet. All this information is available to you. Get informed and take advantage of this so you are ready for retirement. Again, give us a call, 800-748-3185. Coming up, we want to talk about the tax aspects of these plans. How do you minimize it during your lifetime and then down to your children? This is Tom and Brian on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back. Today we're talking about that one piece of your plan, which in many cases is the largest piece of your as or largest piece of your net worth. It's also the part of your plan that you're going to rely on to provide income throughout retirement, and more more than more than ever um, to provide income throughout your retirement. So it's very critical as to how we set these things up. We're of course talking about your 401ks, your IRAs, your 457s, your 403bs, your whatever they may be. These plans that you have in place, they're called defined contributions plans because the contribution is defined, not the benefit. So we have to be very careful of how we set these up to provide the income we need. Defined benefit plans, the benefit is defined, it's a pension plan. You're going to get 5000 a month for the next, you know, that's a benefit. We don't know what the benefit's going to be on the back end. So this is why this is so critical because it's become more, more, uh, I guess, more of the onus Maybe that's the best word. I don't like that word sometimes, but I will use it, is on you. Responsibility. How about that? You're more responsible now than ever to really understand how these works. And then you've got this labyrinth of IRS code you got to work through. and what's. But let me get back to some of these things. When I talked about the defined contribution and the questions that you need to answer, and these reports will answer them. I'm going to offer them here in a second. But your contribution to an IRA is 5,500 under 50, 6,500 over 50. Non-working spouses can make that contribution. 401ks, 18000 or 24000 under 50, over 50. And here's the questions to ask if you're still working, by the way, which I, you want to write these down. It's, number one, how much are you actually contributing? You need to know that answer. The second question is, um, because as I said, you have until December 31st to make those um, to make those contributions and catch up and put more in if you want. If you, you can actually increase it between now and the end of the year. Your employer should let you do that. The second question you need to ask is, what is my match, and how does that work? Sometimes it's dollar for dollar on the first 3%. Sometimes it's 50% on the first 6%. So, you know, you want to make sure you get the biggest biggest match, and you at least put enough money in to get the match. That's what we call free money. It's the best type of money out there. Um, Just ask uh, Obama and and Bernie Sanders and Hillary. I'm sorry. I always go back to that. Uh, free money because everything to them is free. But anyway, the third question you want to ask is, do you have a Roth option? 401ks are now providing Roth options. In 401ks, if you have a Roth option, what's unique about that is, number one, it is not income tested. doesn't matter what your income is as opposed to a Roth IRA. Number two, you can put up to 24000 in one of these if you're over 50. A Roth IRA, you can only put 6500 So those are questions you really need to ask. And then the last thing is, we'll talk, which we want to get into is uh, your beneficiaries. Confirm who your beneficiaries are on these plans. So those are four questions you want to ask. 
Uh, at a, but more more than that, really, you should get the information we're offering because these are some reports that you can sit down, mark them up, highlight areas that you may have questions on, and even come in and see us. We'll do a comprehensive review with you. But at a minimum, get this information. 800, and these are the reports I talked about, the IRA planning report, the tax tables, which I want to talk about in a second. We'll include some information on Roths in there as well, as well as our retirement report. I mean, it's a, it's a, a packet of information and the beneficiary information. So if you give us a call, we'll get that out to you in the next few minutes. Give us a call. 800-748-3185. 800-748-3185. Let's spend, I guess, a few minutes. And uh, excuse me, I'm, I'm itching there. Let's spend a few minutes on... Um, I guess we've talked about this in the past, and then I want to get into beneficiaries, and that's why I'm going to include the tax table. And what's unique about this, I always ask the question, how many of you have had your advisors look at your tax returns? I just had a meeting this week. Guy brought in his tax returns. We sat down and looked at him. I saw where his Social Security was being taxed, what his IRA distributions were. We figured out what his marginal tax bracket was. This should be, it is not commonplace, but it should be. I don't know how people can give you advice without ever looking at your tax returns. But this is critical because if I'm going to make a contribution to a Roth versus a um, a traditional IRA or 401k, I should understand what's my tax bracket today because what happens if I'm putting a higher, right, higher tax bracket today versus when I take it out, as well as what do I own in my IRA versus my non-IRA account? There's a lot of tax strategies here, right? Absolutely. You know... <clears throat> We don't want to uh, let the proverbial tax tail leg, you know, wag the investment dog, but you need to be conscious of taxes. And looking at a tax return, I think, is a great way to, to really understand someone's situation and figure out where you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck. If you have money to put aside, to invest, to set aside for retirement, where is it best suited? Is it pre-tax? Is it tax-free or is it after-tax or a combination of that? Are you going to have diversification in your tax treatments, not only now, but also going forward into the future when you enter in retirement? And all too often, I think that's kind of overlooked. It's more of an afterthought. We only view taxes when they become relevant, which is when we pay them, uh, which may be on the back end of, mm-hmm. of IRAs and 401ks. People go, oh, yeah, now I have to pay income tax on all this? I didn't think about that before. Well, now Mm -hmm. it's too late. Every penny of that's going to be income taxable. So we're talking about ways to say, when you go on the front end, where is your money best suited? Have you had that discussion? Have you given that any thought? And if you hadn't, you may be falling into one of these uh, IRA IRA mistakes to avoid, which is uh, not being tax conscious. Yeah, because again, if you, when you, I send this information out to you, we send this information out to you. Um, you'll be able to pull the tax table out. This is why this is, and you'll be able to answer these questions. I mean, now we're making informed decisions, right? Um, if you look at page two on your 1040, you'll see, look at the line that says taxable income. Whatever that number is, you can go to the tax table and it's going to tell you what your marginal tax bracket is, right? So I can, I know whether I'm in a 25 or a 28% marginal tax bracket. So then I can actually do a logical analysis. And if I say to you, look, here's how it's going to work. If between you and your spouse, you put 10000 into an IRA, an IRA today, 10000 is going to come off your income, $2,500 you will not pay in taxes. But here's the deal. That 10000 you put in the IRAs, every penny of growth, every penny you pull out for the next rest of your life and to your children's taxable. Well, what if I gave you an option and I said, okay, you're going to put 10000 into a Roth, but you know what? You're going to pay $2,500 because you're in a 25% tax bracket. Simple math. Your taxes, you're going to have to pay 2500 in taxes on that 10000 or additional. Um, 
But guess what? You'll never pay tax on that 10000 again. You will never pay tax on the growth. You'll have no required distributions. Every penny you pull out is tax-free, and it's tax-free to your children. Would you pay that 25% um, you know, ticket charge to get in to never pay it again? And I think Brian's used the example. You pay on the seed, not on the harvest. These numbers can be staggering, especially, which we're going to get into the inheriting of these, when, you're, when you take it out over your lifetime Now you have a tax-free bucket to pull money out. So you can take money out of your taxable IRA, because every penny's taxable in the traditional IRA 401k, and then when you start to hit these higher tax brackets, you stop pulling money out of the taxable money, you pull money out of the tax-free bucket. You see how this is, we call this forward tax planning. This is really fun, actually. (laughs) Taxes are, you you know how I feel about taxes, but... It's fun when you can when you can plan these things out, just like it's part of your retirement plan. And all of a sudden, you're minimizing your tax exposure. And you know what? It's pretty nice when you keep more money in your pocket and the more money that goes to your children and grandchildren, the money you work for all your life. This is why we get excited when we talk about these things. Absolutely. And again, when we talk about retirement planning and, and, and financial advising, we always want to solve for unknown variables. The more unknown variables we can solve for, the more likely we are to, to, to hit our goals, the more likely we are to have less of an unknown and, and less of variables that we can't control. So if you're looking at it and you say, I know what taxes are today, I don't know, A, what I'm going to be, what my income mm-hmm. situation is going to be in the future, nor do I know what Washington and Springfield's going to do with their income tax brackets. They could very easily be a much higher mm-hmm. in the future. What happens, and, and I hate saying this, but what happens when those Bush tax cuts finally do expire? They keep extending them. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, they should just say these are the new tax rules. But if they do expire, well, guess what? That 10% income tax bracket, that's the lowest bucket that we all started, goes away. That's going to be a tax increase on everybody. What happens if they raise income taxes? Now you're going to be forced to pay at a higher rate in the future when you could have put it into a Roth, paid the tax up front, and then you wouldn't have to worry about whatever Washington did with income tax brackets. You'd have a lot less variable and uncontrolled on your retirement plan, maybe help you sleep at night. This is why we call it forward tax planning, and, and we don't know your situation, but I'm just we're just kind of we're giving some ideas. I, we've given a number of ideas today. We're going to continue with this, but you know you eliminate some of that uncertainty now. Regardless of what the tax brackets are, you have a tax free bucket which you can draw money out of. Again, regardless of the tax rates, it's it it's these are some ideas that you may want to consider in your overall plan. And that's why we offer these reports, because they get into some of these ideas. And then you can start to really look at these things. You have until December 31st to do Roth conversions, which we haven't talked about. I'm going to talk a little bit about those coming back, and I want to get into the beneficiary designations. But in the meantime, get this IRA 401k retirement planning packet with all the information, the tax tables, the 10 costly mistakes to avoid, the retirement report, the beneficiary information, 800 748 We have a lot to get into. You want to stay listening to us here on AM 560, Tom and Brian on 560 The Answer. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're, we're covering that aspect of your plan, typically the biggest asset, maybe the most, arguably the most important asset, your retirement accounts. And most of us have been exposed to the tax-deferred strategies, whether we use IRAs, 401ks. Most IRAs are from 401k rollovers. 
um, that we contributed doing it during our time in employment. So whether you're working, you're not working, all of the stuff that we're talking about, uh, and we offered these retirement reports, um, there's, there's ideas in there that you're, that you're probably not aware of. I just, it, you know, we talked about, um, knowing that, for example, a non-working spouse can, you can make a contribution for them if there's earned income. There's an opportunity there. We talked, we're going to talk a little bit about Roth conversions. Um, what about 401k, Roth 401k? Do you have that option? What's your match? How much are you contributing? Should you be contributing more? Understanding your tax bracket. All of these things that we are providing in these reports, um, you know, it's always a good feeling when you say, I understand what I'm doing. And we, we try, we do that with our clients, whether when we're doing, investing their funds, we're managing their accounts. We're very uh, transparent and we, there's a lot of communication that we have with our clients, uh, weekly, monthly. And so they know, they can understand what's going on and it's just a much better client experience. So we want you to understand these things. Uh, unfortunately, you know, and especially when it comes to taxes, we call tax preparation and tax planning. It's all too often, and again, not to be critical, it's just how it happens is you someone does your tax returns or you do them, and you look at what do I owe or am I getting money back? What's the situation? There's really not a lot of analysis there, and we just pay it. And so <clears throat> there are ways to minimize that, not only today, but forward tax planning. You know, with Roths, um, you know, there's two ways to get money into a Roth. There's a contribution and there's a conversion, okay? Contributions... Um, are means tested, income tested. Uh, conversions are not. So you, if you have an IRA, a lot of times when we talk about the accumulation or the distribution phase, here's just some other ideas. Um, when you retire, sometimes people will not touch their IRAs. You may want to consider drawing down your IRA prior to 70 and a half. Uh, it's 70 and a half. Um, you will have to start taking what's called minimum distributions. At that point, you have no control. You do a calculation, you divide by the table they provide you, which if you want that, will include that too, the uniform table, uh, to determine what your minimum distribution. We'll include that in these reports. Um, but, you know, maybe, again, now I have the tax table. You see how all these things tie together? I can see what tax bracket I'm in, and I can know that, hey, I can pull out another 10000 from my Roth I mean, for my traditional, and I won't go into another tax bracket. It's, I still have some space in these tax brackets, marginal tax brackets. If I go over that, I jump into a higher one. So now I'm doing these plans. So I'm, I'm systematically moving money from my traditional accounts to a Roth, which will now be tax-free the rest of my life. So you can do conversions. You can do contributions. Again, conversions are not income-tested, so anyone can do them. And now what happens when you turn 70 and a half? You've accomplished two things. I've increased my tax-free account. By, by moving money into it. And secondly, I've reduced my required distributions, which gives me more tax control. These are ideas that are available to you in these reports. Just These are just some of them. Uh, we still have to get into beneficiary designations. That's very important. And how assets transfer between spouses and down to children. I'm going to get into that in a second. But I want you to understand the tax aspect of, of it as well. And some ideas that you're probably not being uh, are not being provided to you. Where again, you wait, you wait, you wait till you defer, 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 because you don't want to pay the tax, and then boom, you got to pay a big tax. So give us a call. We'll get these reports out to you. I'm going to include the RMD worksheet as well, required minimum distribution worksheet. And we'll also include the tax table. We're going to include the retirement reports, the IRA planning reports, and the beneficiary, bulletproofing your beneficiaries. 800 748 3185. 800 748 3185 to get this information. 
Yeah, this is going to be a nice segue going into the beneficiary audits and the beneficiary uh, uh, information on on your retirement plans. But all too often, what you have is a set it and forget it mentality. And that, and what I mean by that is you start your job, you you meet with HR, they talk to you about your benefits, you set up your retirement plan, and, and then you just contribute to it. You mm-hmm. don't ever really go back and look at it. You may rebalance, you may look at the investments and change those around. Some people are a little more active than others. Um, but you don't really look at the structure of that plan. Uh, so you, you set up this 401k, you contribute to it, it's tax deferred. Well, what about now that we've had a, such a change in proliferation with the availability of Roths and even Roth 401ks, a lot of companies have taken on Roth 401ks. You may have the ability through your employer to contribute to a Roth 401k. That's not means tested. You contribute a, a heck of a lot more into a Roth 401k than you can into a Roth IRA. And it may be a way for you to ha- start really building up a tax-free bucket. So it may, yeah. if you are working, and even if you have a 401k, it may make sense to revisit that and say, should I also have a Roth 401k? Should I set up a yeah. tax-free bucket through my employer and contribute directly through my paycheck? That's something you should definitely check with your company about because a lot of these 401k companies yeah. are providing that option. Yeah. Here's the other thing I want to mention again with these deadlines. You have until December 31st to do a Roth conversion. So really, this this is this information is very uh, uh, timely. Uh, you may want to do one before the end if you because if you don't do it by December 31st, you have, you may have missed a year to do part of a Roth conversion. Again, you can do it in pieces. You can do five thousand a year for ten years. You don't have to do it all at once. So that's why again, this information is timely. The other thing I'll mention is if you you with your four hundred one k, if you've made after tax contributions, some of you may have every penny of that can be rolled to a Roth. Uh, so that's another thing. Wow, there's so much we can't get into it all, but get these reports. Uh, a lot of information that the IRA planning reports, beneficiary reports, eight hundred. 748-3185-800-748-3185. Coming up, we're going to talk about beneficiaries. Today we were, we're covering the aspect of your plan, the, the 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 plan retirement plan piece that we contribute to over our lifetime, and then at some point we stop contributing, we stop fueling the fire, and we got to turn around and start taking money out. Very important piece of our plan, whether you're an IRA, four hundred one k, four fifty sevens, these set plans, whatever they may be that you put money into, you know they're arguably the most critical piece of your your. Um, of your plan. Now, to the extent you don't draw all the money out, they're going to go to somebody. And that's where the beneficiary designations beneficiary designations come in. By the way, if you want these reports, because what we're going to get into, the beneficiary report is included in this. We also included the 10 costly mistakes to avoid with IRAs, 401ks, as well as the tax tables, the RMD worksheets. This is a packet of information. I mean, it is, it is terrific information. And how to tax plan with some of these things. All of this is included. So give us a call here in the next few minutes. We'll get it out to you. 800-748-3185, 800-748-3185. So let's talk about the beneficiary designations. First of all, one of the things that you're going to want to do, we'll just say right out of the gates, is you want to do a beneficiary audit. How many of you can tell me without question, you, it's definitive, you know it, it's, you know all of your beneficiaries and how they're set up with your life insurance, your 401, now, I mean, it's that too, but life insurance is not a retirement plan. Life insurance is a tax-free benefit to the beneficiaries. There's no income tax in that, but... On your retirement plans, 
What does your employer plan say? Do you have an IRA at TD Ameritrade and one at Schwab? And one, you know, what do they all say? And are they consistent? So that's number one. You have to do a beneficiary audit. If you don't do, if you do nothing else from today's show and you do a beneficiary audit, you call every company, tell them to send you confirmation. You've really accomplished something there. Now, let's talk about how you might want to set those things up. First of all, a spouse, a spousal beneficiary is treated different than a non-spouse beneficiary. What do I mean by that? A spousal beneficiary has what is called rollover privileges. They can roll over your retirement account into their name as though it was theirs. It's very simple, you know. Uh, they put their name on it; they own it. It's just like their plan. If they want to, if it's an IRA, they can contribute it to it down the road. It's treated as their plan. That's uh, so. Typically, we say you want to. It's a non-taxable event, by the way. So typically, again, assuming you want your spouse to get it. Not the children, not the kids. Again, if it's a second marriage, maybe it's going to be treated differently and whatever, for whatever the reason. Um, we're not going to get into how you can set that up because you can name a trust as a beneficiary but and the spouse can access it. But the spouse has rollover privileges. Now, to non-spouse beneficiaries, it, it, they cannot assume ownership. Okay, A non-spouse beneficiary, of course, that's your children and grandchildren or whoever it may be is not a spouse. They cannot assume ownership. So one of the biggest issues here is what happens when they contact the company as a beneficiary, they provide a death certificate, they make a claim, the company sends them a check. Great. I just got $300,000. What happens? Well, guess what? Every penny of that is taxable to them in that year. So a $300,000, number one, it's going to certainly put them in a higher tax bracket, number one. And if it's 30% or or so on that, or 40%, 39.6 highest tax bracket, 30 to 40 percent, um, you're t- looking around turning check, cutting a check to the government for $100,000. Gone. Your $300,000 account just dropped to two hundred, and and is now it's non-taxable. So we need to understand the aspects of how we set up beneficiaries. First of all, you want to make sure that you have a primary beneficiary and a contingent beneficiary. A lot of us will just name one person and their spouse. What happens if there's a common accident? Well, now you have no beneficiary. Um and so you want to make sure there's all these different mistakes. Now, if you make, if you, you want to make sure you name a contingent. And this is what you'll discover if you do the beneficiary audit, right? You're going to find out, oh my God, whoops. You know, you're, I will say this too. You're probably going to find out something you were unaware of when you do this. So again, typically it's spouse children, spouse children. Children can set up an inherited IRA, which we'll talk about in a second. But, uh, First off is, who should you name as your beneficiaries? Well, first of all, who are your beneficiaries? And then who should you name as beneficiaries? You can name, again, if it's spouse, children, very common. But then there's pitfalls to that, too. We want to understand that what happens if children are minors? How do you get money to a 12-year-old? Should you name your trust as beneficiary? I mean, these are all these things that it's not that simple. Right? Or do you want a 12-year-old to inherit money? More than likely, they're not going to cut them a check. But then no. again, how do you get it to them? And, and, and like Tom said, it's not simple. And there's not, uh, like most things in life, there's pros and cons to every solution. The idea is you have to understand what they are and make, make sense. Does, is that what I want? For example, with the spouse being the primary beneficiary and having rollover privileges, that's great. They can assume ownership. It's a non-taxable event. They don't have to take out distributions if they're under 70 and a half. But there are cons to that, too. So you have to understand it and, and figure out if that's what makes sense for you. Yeah. I mean, um, because what happens, I'm not saying, again, this is going to happen. We're just telling you these are, it's not a right or wrong answer, but what happens if they remarry? Can they disinherit your children? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, it can happen. So, you know, again, depending on your situation, depending on how you want to set that up, 
you have options. Typically, you don't do this, and very few people do. I'm not doing it. But, uh, you know, they, you can name a trust as a beneficiary with the spouse having income that comes from that trust. So they don't get ownership, but they have access to the account. Again, not suggesting it, but these are options. I'm just telling you options that you have. Again, you want to make sure you don't have minor children. Now, even if you have adult children, so let's say spouse is first, you have three children, they're adults, fine, right? You have three, three, uh, um, three adult children as contingents. What happens if one of your children passes away? Well, now it may go to the two surviving children and not to the grandchildren. So you can actually, these again, these are just ideas, and I'll use my Latin knowledge here. It's called persterpes. It's by the branches. How about that? I'm Catholic, but uh, we, don't, we don't do Latin anymore. But um, persterpes. So you can actually, you can set up your beneficiary form to say spouse first, children second, persterpes. What does that mean? It means if one of your children predeceases you, it will go to their children or your grandchildren. You see how this works? There's always an answer. But get these reports, the bulletproofing your beneficiaries, the IRA planning reports, the tax tables, 800-748-3185. You know, I may have told this story before. I know I have. Um, I met with someone maybe a few months back, and they were explaining to me about their beneficiary. You know, after they heard our program and they were they received our information, they contacted their father, and their father had been divorced. You know, the mother and uh, talked about this beneficiary. Well, come to find out, he told me he said my father. I said check. You might want to check your beneficiaries, and he sent him the information, and he found out his ex wife was still the beneficiary on his life insurance. So. You may be surprised. There's story after story after story. And that's why we talk about the beneficiary audit um, as the first step in this process. We've talked, we've covered a lot of stuff today. I mean, that's why I, we have to offer the reports. We're limited to an hour. We could spend an entire hour just on Roth conversions and Roth, uh, uh, Roth IRAs and the tax aspects. We've talked about 401ks. We've talked about how to maximize contributions. We've talked about... Um, you know, all these aspects of your retirement plan that you're going to rely on. I mean, there's contribu- the contribution phase. How much am I putting in? You have until December 31st if you're an employer plan to max it out. You know, you still have part of the year. You have until December 31st to do Roth conversions. If you don't, you've lost another year of potentially doing this. We also <coughs> offered the tax table, which we said you can determine what your tax bracket is and start making informed decisions. Now we're talking about beneficiary designations. And all this information is available in these reports. But as we said, step one is do a beneficiary audit. If you do nothing from today's show, you contact every retirement plan that you own out there. And I'll include life insurance, even though we're not talking about it today. But get your benefit. What are my beneficiary designations? You may be surprised. Now, um, maybe it was incomplete. It may not be someone that that is no longer in your life. I'm not saying that. But it could be that you don't have a contingent beneficiary. Maybe you have your spouse but no children. Um you know, maybe there's no one on it. You know, people make errors too. You could you could fill out the form correctly, send it in, and maybe it's it's not done correctly at the company. This is why you get it, and ask to get confirmation. Can they email you something? You can put this in your files. It's good to have. We always talk about having document locators and asset organizers and estate planning documents. You can put it all in there as part of the instructions to say confirm who your beneficiaries are. All of this is available in these reports. 
So if you want to give us a call, we'll get all of this out to you. It includes it's a packet. I even talk, we even talked about required minimum distributions. 800-748. This is all in this packet, this retirement plan packet. 800-748-3185. 800-748-3185. I'll make another comment about the Ross as it relates to being inherited. Keep in mind, your children... Again, the spouse, it goes directly to the spouse, spousal rollover privileges. Here's another consideration from a beneficiary standpoint. You may do a Roth conversion today and say, well, you know, hey, I'm 65, you know, is it going to really benefit me? But what if you're not going to use much of the money during your lifetime and you're thinking it's not only during your lifetime is it tax-free, it's tax-free to your children and they can stretch it out over their lifetime, just like a traditional IRA. It's called an inherited IRA. Your children, if they're going to, or if you're going to inherit something from a parent, Set up an inherited IRA. Do not take receipt of the money. I talked about it being taxable. You can actually have it directly transferred into your inherited IRA. You can go to Schwab, TD Ameritrade, Fidelity, open up an inherited IRA, move the money over there. It's a, it gets in there. Now you have to take required distributions. But if it's in a Roth, think about that. You take it over your life expectancy. I can stretch it out over my life tax-free. All kinds of ideas. I mean, we're just getting started, as they say. I know that's from something. We're just getting started. Except it's the end. Except it's the end. (laughs) (laughs) That's a problem. But in the meantime, give us a call. Get these reports. Take take, uh, control of your life. IRA planning reports. Bulletproofing your beneficiaries. Tax tables. RMD worksheets. It's all there. 800-748-3185. 800-748-3185. As always, everyone have a blessed week. And let's get to work. Alpha Wealth Hour, presented by the Alpha Wealth Group, will return next Saturday at 9 a.m. For information or the questions about any of the content of the show, or to speak with Tom O'Brien, call 800-748-3185. That's 800-748-3185. And be sure to tune in next week.